Welcome to the OIS Podcast, where you get candid conversations with the leaders and drivers of ophthalmic innovation. And now, here's our host, Tom Salemi. Hi, welcome back to the OIS Podcast. I'm Tom Salemi, and there's a really good chance I'm in San Diego right now because it is OIS Week. We will be at the San Diego Bayfront Hotel on April 16th. You can still register. Go to OIS.net and you can sign up and attend. We hope to see you there. And while you're at OIS.net, make sure you search for Power Vision. Uh, You'll get great information and presentations by our next guest, Barry Cheskin of Power Vision. Barry uh, spoke with us about Fluid Vision, the accommodating intraocular lens that uh, Power Vision has been working on for close to a decade. The company is... uh, close to uh, securing a CE mark and beginning to do serious work with the FDA. So uh, listening to this uh, great conversation with Barry about the potential for fluid vision, but also about the, uh, the rewards of working in medtech and ophthalmology. Barry, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Tom. Very happy to have you here. Obviously, Paravision uh, has appeared at uh, OIS a few times, and I know you're going to be there on Thursday, correct? That's right. Yeah. Excellent. It's a it's a fascinating uh, technology, and and I'm a, I'm a layperson. I have no letters after my last name. Uh, so, could you explain to me simply, and obviously to our listeners simply, how does the the musculature of the eye actually manipulate your OIL? And within your answer, you should probably introduce your product and your company. What exactly you're uh, you're hoping to do? Sure. Sure, glad you asked. So that let me step back and and just like you said, tell you a little bit about our lens and company. Um, we call our lens the Fluid Vision Intraocular Lens, and yeah, the company was uh, set out to really truly restore uh, the natural mechanism of accommodation uh, with our accommodating lens. And our product mimics the way a healthy eye works and can restore clear. We call it seamless vision at all distances. So that's of course, near, uh, intermediate, and far, but also everywhere in between. And uh, that's what we set out to do, and that's what our clinical data is showing uh, we've been able to accomplish. Um, Our lens uses a tiny amount of fluid inside of it. Actually, it's less than a drop of fluid. Uh, And as you mentioned, uses natural eye muscles, uh, and those muscles move the fluids around and change the shape and adjust focus in that, uh, in our intraocular lens, just the way your healthy eye does. So let me just dive in up to a little more detail there Um, to first explain how the healthy eye works. So inside your uh, eye is a ciliary muscle, which is shaped like a ring, and it's about the diameter or size of a dime. And that ring connects through thin fibers to the capsular bag, which is like a little sack that sits right in the middle of the ring. And then the natural lens inside your eye sits snugly inside that bag. So if you can picture all that... um, when that ciliary muscle pulls the bag or, or capsular sac tight, then the lens gets flatter and you can see far away. And when it loosens up, the lens gets rounder and you can see up close. And that's the way the natural lens works with our device. The very same thing happens. When the natural disease lens, your cataractus lens, is removed during surgery, our lens is inserted into that capsular bag, replacing it, just like the natural lens sat inside that bag, and basically just like almost every IOL today sits inside the capsular bag, 
And just like uh, in the natural system, when the muscle pulls the bag tight, fluid inside our lens flows from the center towards the edge, and our lens gets flatter. And you can see far away very clearly. And when the muscle loosens up, fluid flows from the edge of our lens back into the center, and the lens gets rounder, and you can see up close. And, of course, your muscle can move the, our lens to any position all the way from near to far and everywhere in between. And that creates a true restoration of that natural accommodative ability you had when you were when you were young, the ability to see clearly at all distances. Is there a uniform strength to those muscles? Does one lens fit all? Uh, one lens does uh, fit all. Of course, the lenses, just like a conventional intraocular lens, have different powers for the different prescriptions in your eyes. But yes, one lens uh, one lens does fit all, and those muscles are strong. And a lot of studies have shown, of course, our studies with our lens have shown it too, that they're strong all the way out to your to your uh, to the age in which you have a cataract. In fact, one study actually showed they get stronger. Uh, and in your eye, your since your eyes working uh, closely with your brain, the muscle and the eye and the brain work together in order to control our lens, just like the natural lens, just right, just the right amount to get that perfect focus. That's fascinating. What what is the origin of the technology? Sure. Well, you know, 50 years ago, you know, the invention of the intraocular lens really uh, changed vision correction surgery forever. And uh, in 2005, Power Vision set out to try to dramatically improve vision correction surgery one more time. And we in-licensed a few key patents. We raised our first venture round, hired our first employee, rented a facility, uh, and built our team and the technology basically from scratch starting at that point. Uh, today we have 50 employees, over 70 issued or allowed patents, another 50 pending patents, uh, and our lens has now been used in well over 100 patients with fantastic results. Is the lens that you're working on today, um, is it a descendant of the technology you originally licensed? Have you advanced it over this time? It would seem that 10 years is, is a long time, and, and technology does uh, advance. Yeah, we've, we've advanced it tremendously. The same you know, very basic principles uh, that we started with still apply. They were right, and they worked, but we've advanced the technology uh, quite a bit over that time, as you might guess. How do you, as a, as a uh, CEO, sort of uh, keep people focused over this long time period? You're looking to... to Secure a CE mark in 2016. You're hoping to begin U.S. clinical trials, if, you, if I'm correct, that same year, uh, which would put out an approval, obviously, at least years, if not several years after that. What's the challenge of being a, a leader of a med tech company to kind of keep everybody's eyes on the prize? Sure. Well, you know, it takes a combination of things. First of all, it takes, you know, our phenomenal employees who are dedicated and smart, uh, and it takes their smart, smart, uh, smartness and their hard work um, to keep that to keep that focus. Also, top shelf and very loyal investors, uh, and of course, uh, in addition to the very large market opportunity, the unique technology, and continued encouraging results over time. Um, those are the, the key ingredients. And also, as a CEO, I, I make it a practice to be very candid with employees and investors, uh, both when we have great successes, which we can celebrate, and when we face the in inevitable uh, bumps in the road along the way. And 
that strategy plus all the great intrinsic things about the product and market uh, has has kept everyone uh, in their seat and we've made fantastic progress. Have you had those success stories where a, a patient in a trial of yours has, you know, their, their vision has been restored or improved tremendously and you're able to actually tangent, uh, uh, you're actually able to see the benefits and talk to the person who's benefiting from the technology you've worked on? And if so, what's that experience like for you? Uh, it's very gratifying because uh, our patients in our studies really, really can see uh, well at all distances. Uh, and uh, it's gratifying for them as an experience, and it's it's gratifying for me as a CEO and for us as a company to see that the the fruits of our hard work turn into real real benefits for the patient. That's terrific. It's it's a, it is a, a special quality I think of medtech to have that immediate uh, immediate in terms of the procedure being done, that immediate immediate benefit. But behind that immediate benefit, there's just years and years of of hard work and discipline. So it must be. Uh, a reason to pop the champagne cork when stuff like that happens. It is indeed. It is indeed. Great. Well, we'll, we'll continue the story right after these messages. Join the innovators, entrepreneurs, and investors who are changing healthcare at MedTech Investing Conference on May 6th in Minneapolis. The premier event in MedTech Investing will bring together the industry's investors, entrepreneurs, strategics, and regulatory professionals in one of the country's richest MedTech communities, Minneapolis. This must-attend conference will leave attendees with the insights and connections necessary to find their own sure path to success. To register for the MedTech Investing Conference, go to www.medtechconference.com. And we're back. So uh, zoom out a little bit. What's the, what's the state of the Iowa market that you're in? How ripe is it for change? We hear so much about it. And where can a startup like PowerVision really fit into the larger picture? There's a lot of big players in this space. How, how, do, you, uh, how do you find your, your niche? Well, I think I think you uh, you know you said it well. I think we are ripe for change. You know, the a true accommodating intraocular lens lens is really the holy grail of ophthalmology, uh, and no one has succeeded in delivering it until now, uh, until us. And I think uh, what we're doing today will change the face of ophthalmology for doctors and and patients alike. You know, Tom, I believe that some of the biggest innovations, and we've clearly seen this, uh, these biggest innovations come from companies just like ours. Because we have the resources, um, but not just that, the, the single-minded focus and attention required to solve tough problems, you know, stick to it and, uh, and, deliver, and deliver the goods. Um, you know, large, larger players may have uh, financial muscle, but I'm not sure that they, they may have the, shall we say, the stomach to put the kind of money and time we have into a single high-risk project like this. The payoff is clearly there. So... And that's that's uh, that's really one of the, the strengths of of startups. How do you interact with those uh, larger players? Is there a collegial relationship with them? Are they really interested in seeing what you you have, and not necessarily helping you since you are a competitor, but you're all sort of working toward a larger, no pun intended, vision? Uh, yeah. Or is it? Uh, or do you have big, very tall uh, walls around your building, and and uh, and you're very protected of of what of your your product, your technology, and what goes on inside. You know, we we, we certainly are protective of, of of what we're doing, but really, we like to keep the lines of communication open, uh, and we do so with with competitors, uh, large and small. It's a very big market opportunity, uh, and uh, we expect to dominate the market. But uh, 
you know, it's really, I believe it's really very important to, to, uh, to keep those, to keep that kind of communication, uh, in any market going with, uh, with your competitors, as I said, both large and small. The FDA seems to be, uh, preparing itself for the, uh, the arrival of, of lenses like these. Have you worked with them? I know there's been, uh, some, some presentations, uh, at conferences regarding new regulations. Is it, how closely are you tracking this and, and, are we headed in a in a in the right direction? Well, you know, in the accommodating uh, intraocular lens space, just to speak to that directly, you know, over the last number of years, both the ISO and the ANSI committees working closely uh, with the FDA with FDA involvement have really been defining the way they're going to regulate uh, a lens such as ours, uh, and we've been following that very closely. But we've been participating in the committees and the standard setting. Um, and I think we have a very crisp view of what's going to be required to get a lens like ours approved, both in Europe uh, and in the U.S. And I think we feel um, up to the up to the challenge. And that's pure gold for for a startup to have uh, a clear understanding. You hope, at least, of what the the regulatory approval will require. How does has it helped you in in fundraising? You secured a, a sizable Series D in the fall. Uh, mostly, th- I think, though, from existing investors. Uh, what what has the market been like for PowerVision trying to to raise capital? Yeah, well, you know, let me tell you the the uh, the Series D round we actually just closed the last uh, uh, the uh, the most recent tranche of uh, in the fall actually was raised by uh, lead outside investors as well as faced very very strong support from our existing investors. We brought in uh, Aislinn Capital. And uh, Correlation Ventures is our new outside investors, uh, new outside investors again with significant uh, participation by all of our insiders. Um, we have been very successful in raising money. The medical device uh, venture uh, scene, as you know, is is very tight and very tough, uh, and we've been uh, we've been very successful at it um, because I think the opportunity that we're pursuing and the the way we're pursuing it, the product, the team. Technology, the market uh, is all exceptional, and we've managed to bring in a series of very exceptional and uh, and top shelf, as I said, uh, venture investors. Thank you for correcting me on that. The fact that there were new investors on there that that uh, that's great. One of your investors is is Medtronic. Uh, where do they fit into this? <laughs> I, I, I'm not aware of their uh, interest in ophthalmology, at least not in these in this type of ophthalmology. Yeah, well, sure. Well, actually, we're lucky to have two large corporate investors. We have both uh, Medtronic and J&Jr, both investors in our company. Um, you know, and while neither of those those players uh, has a current position in the intraocular lens or the surgical business, I think it. I think that any medical device company, any large uh, device company, can't help but recognize the huge opportunities in ophthalmology. Um, and I think it makes sense as for both of those companies to have a seat at our table. I think we're perceived as the leaders in the accommodating IOL field, uh, and I think they, uh, you know, they appreciate having a having a chance to to be close to the to, to this kind of action. And what sort of interaction do you have with them? Are they on your board, and are they watching closely everything that's going on? Sure, J and J Development Corp is a board member, and uh, Medtronic is a board observer. So yeah, we have good close dialogue with them. And just last question: Looking uh, looking at the entire field, uh, take a look behind you. Who I know you you're, you you're, you see yourself as uh, as the the leader of the pack, and and, and uh, by all accounts, I 
agree with that, but there's other uh, new companies being created, new startups uh, coming around that, uh, that are entering the space. Do you see uh, a number of new technologies uh, competing for uh, market share in five or seven years whenever, whenever you're able to go to the market? And let, actually, let me just put a parenthetical question there. When do you envision going to market in the U.S.? I know it's a difficult thing to predict, but I promise not to hold it to you, hold you to it forever. But but what is your vision for for commercial launch in the U.S.? And then you can talk about are there potential competitors from smaller startups that you see uh, appearing now? Sure. Well, look, um, we expect to begin our U.S. trials in uh, 2016, and you can guess that it takes about three years from the start of those trials to to get your your FDA approval when you consider the time to enroll your trial, wait for follow-up, and and work for the approval process. So that's the the rough timeline. Look, Tom, as I said, this is a huge market. Um, It's uh, one of the largest markets in in the medical device arena. And uh, we anticipate in the, at the future, in the future, there will be competition. Um, as I said, we expect to be at the top of the heap, but uh, but it's a big enough market to support uh, support a number of players. And it's our goal to just continue to keep ahead. We have a, a large head start, uh, we believe, and we uh, intend to keep it. Terrific. Well, I look forward to uh, seeing you next week in San Diego. I'm flying down from Boston, so I'm anxious to get out of uh, out of the cold and raw weather for a little bit. And uh, I hope to, uh, I know I'll see you at OIS Presenting and look forward to, uh, to saying hello. Good. I look forward to seeing you there as well, Tom. Thanks, Barry Cheskin, for joining us on the OIS Podcast. And thanks to you all for listening to the podcasts that have led up to this week, OIS Week. Uh, once again, we'll be at the San Diego Bayfront on April 16th, you can still register at ois.net or you can come on down to the hotel on Thursday morning and register there. We hope you've enjoyed uh, these tales of innovation. We'll continue them next week. And I really hope that I'll see you in San Diego. Join the Surgical Ophthalmology Innovators on April 16th in San Diego for OIS and ASCRS, where you will see and meet the leading companies and clinicians. The now expanded program features a showcase of emerging technologies to treat the most pressing anterior segment diseases, while also including plenary talks and discussions around business, regulatory, and finance. Hear what Jim Mazo has to say. I would tell you that OIS is now the come-to meeting in ophthalmology, and the reason is, is you're able to bring industry, practitioners, innovators in one audience discussing not what's happening today, but what's happening tomorrow. Very rarely do you have a meeting where you're discussing the future of an industry. You're usually talking about the presence, and that's why people come to this meeting, because they're hearing about things today that will impact our industry tomorrow. Visit OIS.net and sign up today.